Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. Who's eating? What are you eating, Charlie? I'm having a crunch. I didn't have it. Having a crunch. I didn't have it at the normal that's time. That's all right. That's fine. Don't worry. I can only apologise. Um, we had some great guests today. We very did, much enjoyed. Like... Yeah. We had Ricky Hatton. Yes, yeah, brilliant. Which was fantastic. Having a chat with Ricky. He talked about the new documentary on Sky, which is brilliant, as you'll discover. Uh, talked about his son, Campbell, who was with us in the studio the other mm. week. Bit of Man and, City. Yeah, bit of Man City. Um, Damien Lewis, the actor from Homeland yeah. and Billions. Everything, yeah, huge star. And, yeah, everything. He's been in everything, hasn't he? A band of brothers. He's also a singer-songwriter. He's written an album, He's and he's going on tour with it. So he, yeah. we had a good chat with him, didn't we? Talked a bit of music, a yeah. bit of Elvis. He's not called his band the Band of Brothers. He should have. He could have done, yeah. That would have been, been good. a lovely bit of marketing. Uh, we had a birthday spread. We had a chat. You got involved. And here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon. But we're giddy about the show today. We're looking yeah, forward to looking it. Forward it's like to a it. Saturday night, late 80s Parkinson. You know, it's yeah. like a big... Big guests. Well, I, I well, almost, not, not that we're not always looking forward yeah. to the show, Paul. Yeah, no, of course not. It's just it's, now and again. Damien Lewis came in. He, it must have been six, seven years ago. He's not. He's not been in. Now, you know, he's been in. A, he's been in yes. before, and he was great company and yeah. really enjoyed the chat. So he's going to stick around a bit longer today. He's a big star. We're going to play some new songs from his album. Talk about his TV work. He's just been on the ITV, isn't he? Doing uh, in the kind of Kim Philby. Uh, the, the drama, isn't he? Spy yeah. amongst friends. He's been he's been in that, and that's been big. Billions is huge. Yeah. Band of Brothers. I don't want to talk about. I don't want to be a bit fanboy, but I watched it back a while back. Man, it's good. Yeah, it's yeah, such it's a great, brilliant yeah. series. Another failed audition for me there, Paul. That was. Did you go Band for Band of, of Brothers? Brothers? Yeah, I went up for a part in Band of Brothers. Oh, really? they saw. I think they saw every <clears throat> actor in London <clears throat> at the time. I didn't think you had dead eyes, did they? <laughs> no, no. What about? <laughs> must, we must ask him about that um, yes. podcast. Actually, there dead is, eyes. And yeah. you're aware of this? Uh, an American uh, actor who went up for a part, a very small part in Band of Brothers. Actually, he plays it with uh, Dick Winters, doesn't he? It's both, yeah. he's, he's his kind of, he's one of his assistants. Yeah. So the role was to work. And so I don't know if he, yeah. Anyway, this guy's done this podcast called Dead Eyes, which is very entertaining. Um, and it's called that because Tom Hanks, who uh, produced it, saw some of the rushes they did that day with this actor in it. Yeah. And said, who's that guy? And they said, well, he gave his name. He said, 
well, the word got back to the actor that he had dead, dead, dead eyes. eyes. Yeah, yeah. And it's about it's about thirty episodes of a podcast. It's really, it is really good, but it is very interesting. Anyway, look, well, maybe we'll chat to him about that. We'll certainly talk Liverpool. That's his club, and the, the chart. The, he's in soccer. He's a pretty decent player, and he's yeah. played with some. I mean, he played with Maradona. He's played with all the greats over the years. Yeah, I think he was every he was in the first soccer age. Oh, was he? So and uh, also on the so- Ricky Hatton, also on the sofa yeah, tonight. Yeah, also on, we're going to have music <laughs> from Nora Jones. But yeah. <laughs> But, we, yeah, uh, it's great. Ricky Hatton's coming on. We're looking forward yeah. to that. Um, we're, we're a lot of ground to cover with him. Said so the documentary, if you haven't seen it yet, is well worth an hour and a half of your time. It's it's fantastic. And there's, you know, it, there's so many great sporting documentaries out there. Uh, and this one stands up, you know, yeah. in a crowded market. It's really, really good. Um, we're going to talk match for Stappen. We're going to get you involved. Now, yeah. I, this may not lead to anything, but I, I, I was reading a really interesting piece today. Uh, Gavin Mayers, the chief rugby correspondent of the Telegraph, has had a chat with Willie Anderson, the former Ireland captain. And he told the story of the first time that really any team faced down the hacker. I mean, France are going to be in that situation tomorrow. And I think Willie Anderson was giving some advice. He says... You know, France must take it on. Mm. And Ireland were the first real team to do that uh, back in the day, 1989. They decided they would just kind of get in their faces to an extent, not cross the line, but, you know, not, yeah. but just kind of get right in their faces and not be intimidated. And they did go out and win the game. Mm. Um, but it struck me that if you were a player on the cusp of the New Zealand, the All Blacks team, and you got a call up, you got an emergency call up, and you, you spent like two or three days building up to it learning the hacking yeah. you're going to need to do. <laughs> and then you got a call at the end, they said, no, you know, so-and-so yeah. fits, he's passed his, uh, he's passed his fitness test, so you won't be needed I've now. Learned the, I've, well, I've, I've learned the dance now. <laughs> well, that's, that's not the point, you know. But, and so that's, I mean... Yes. I mean, it would have been great. I'm sure his kids would have said to him, go on, Dad, it's not the same if I do it for you. Yeah. But no, someone <laughs> needs to... Go and do it in the pub down the road. No, I, I, I'm, I'm never going to do it. So the probably, skills you've got that you're never going to need never ever, got, ever again. Never got a call-up. So, yeah, skills you acquired but were never ever able to use or when you did it was in unlikely circumstances so look I know I've set you a bit of a high bar there but if you've acquired a skill that you've not really had an opportunity to use maybe I don't know maybe you work in an industry or worked in a sort of area that maybe there isn't a call for anymore yeah. I don't know well, I've had to do a lot, a lot less. Uh, I did. I spent a, a, a childhood. You make a lot less barrels I, than you lot, used to. Exactly. Don't you? I spent a lot of childhood in the Cubs ball. I've never had to tie a knot since. Really? Uh, only a fishing knot. That's the only knot what about I have when to you do. do you, is that why you always wear slippers? <laughs> <laughs> Figure of eight knot, never used one. Reef knot, never used one. Really? I've got all these but skills. You've got the skill. One day you'll be at sea, and, and people it, will go. Can anyone tie a reef? We'll be there. That's Four it. Four That's right. Quick, if only we could get tied up to that mooring. Can great. anyone do a reef knot? Tie it, that would be Yes, good. left over, right and under. Right over, left and under. There we are. <laughs> Look, it never leaves you, Charlie. <laughs> so if you've acquired the skill, do let us know. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089. Tweet to TSH&J. TSH. A-N-D-J. Yeah, something I wanted to guest up, Paul, but we, we haven't yeah. guested it up, but I thought we could um, we yeah. could put it on the text anyway, mm-hmm. was uh, this story which I found, which I liked. Florida man arrested after trying to cross the Atlantic in a hamster wheel. It's <laughs> nice, isn't it? It's, uh, it's, I mean, it was a big one. It wasn't... A big... It was a really big con- hamster it's, it's, wheel. It's, it's, his contraption is called the bubble, and uh, it was trying to run to London across the Atlantic Ocean in his homemade hamster wheel. Yeah, thank God they stopped the sea. him. 
They stopped him, didn't he they? He got 70 miles off Tybee Island in Georgia oh, on the 26th of August. That's not good. He's a 44-year-old ma- marathon runner. Uh, Mr Bellucci has tried three similar voyages before, all of which ended in Coast Guard intervention. He's now been arrested for doing it. I think he's going to get banned from trying to do it. Yeah. I mean, you can't. Should you be allowed to do it? Paul? You can't. I mean, you know, you're, 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 they're fighting the elements. I mean, it'd be tough enough to run that distance on the flat, let alone at sea. Yeah, it's trying just to, trying to run just, to London. Just a mad idea. So I wanted to do. How did you get across? Paul? How did you? How did you get across? The, the river is the best one, isn't it? You know, if you can try and get. Yeah. You know, did you use something as stepping stones? Did were you? Did you have to inflate something to get across? Yeah. How did you get across? How did you get across? I, I'm not sure that's going to be a rich scene. But look, we'll we'll do our best. Um, Talksport.com, text eight ten eighty nine, tweet TSH and J. Roni and Dant has been in touch. He said, "I'm still waiting for the opportunity to show just how brilliant I am swimming in my pajamas, carrying a house brick." You make you make a very good point. We all did Dan. that. Why did we, we all do did that? that? Didn't we? We all had to swim at the bottom, pick the brick up in our pajamas. It's like the idea: you go on holiday and you kind of wander out. Oh, I'm really tired, oh, yeah, like Tony yeah. Soprano going down to get the papers. You're not looking. You wander into the pool. Yeah. And you think, oh, blimey. And you're th- rather than float into the top, you think, hang on, there's a brick at the bottom there. Even though I'm in my pyjama, I'll get that now. Otherwise, one Might of the kids to do might it stand since. when they... Exactly. So, yeah, we those are. those skills that you've acquired over the years, but I've never had the opportunity to use. Lee, the Man United fan's been on in Cheshire. All right, lads, I spent 300 quid in a, on a five-day course on a rugby refereeing course. Right. <laughs> Not refereed a single game in my life. Really? I mean, he's, he's just waiting for that opportunity. I think you probably need a refresher. The, game, the game's changed, Lee, I think, probably since you did that. You know, it's uh, the, the tackle laws have changed. Yes. Could be an interesting game with you refereeing, with your, with your just old just knowledge. Trying remem- just trying to remember it. Yeah. That would just it'd be interesting. I mean, I'm sure the game would flow. Quite a lot of people would be in ambulances, but the game would flow. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, this is Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport, and we bring you news of our a new boxing event. Yeah, featuring two of uh, the country's best loved boxers, uh, Johnny Nelson, and joining us now, Ricky Hatton. Hey, Ricky. Hey, Ricky. Hey, glad you're okay. Yeah, oh, we're good, good. Very good. This is the box off. Um, which you're going to be involved in up in Telford. Tell, tell us about the format. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's a great format. What they're doing, there's been similar done over the years, as you know. Do you remember they won um, Sugar Ray Leonard did? Was it the Contender? And then they did mm, the yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they, they tried to do a, a different format, and this is very, um, very, very similar. It's um, obviously these um, counties all over um, all over England, didn't they? You know, um, and there's always been rivalry between the counties, you know, London, Liverpool, Manchester, mm-hmm. Yorkshire, you know, and um, and I think that's what they're doing. They're having, um, you know, obviously um, Yorkshire, Birmingham, London and Manchester, mm-hmm. and they're having team captains and the team captain of Manchester, which is the revolution, the Manchester revolution. Right. And I think it's, um, it's an opportunity where I'm sure, you know, you know, you've got fighters that go to the Olympics and go to the World Championships or European Championships, and then they're going to get a contract off Eddie and Frank, or, and then they're going to go on BT and Sky Sports. But then some people aren't as fortunate as that, are they? You know mm. what I mean? There's probably some talent out there sat on the sat on the couch in the living room watching boxing, thinking, you know what, I can beat these, I can beat these. And I think wow. it's, uh, you know, if we can unearth some, um, some fighter, some champion out there that's... Uh, that's got the ability, but under normal circumstances, wouldn't get the opportunity. I think that's, uh, I think that's what it's all about, and, I, and that's what I mean. I think it's a good, um, 
it's a, it's a good thing they've put in place, you know, yeah. an opportunity given to fighters that normally wouldn't get it. And you've got Tom Skinner, uh, people know from The Apprentice and stuff. He's he's looking after London. JK um, for Birmingham, and he's going to be performing and stuff as well. So it, it sounds like it's going to be a good night. It is, yeah. And uh, the first in the semi-final, obviously, you know, it's Manchester versus uh, Yorkshire. So I'm up against my old sparring partner and, and mate, uh, Johnny Nelson. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. Looking, looking forward to it. There's always been that Yorkshire, Lancashire um, rivalry, isn't it? So I think, uh, yeah, you know, very, um, very, very proud. I mean, you know, the the, the revolution probably um, is a good name for my team because um, you know they, they had the universal revolution, didn't they? Um, you know, years ago back yeah. in Manchester and back in the day, Manchester. I think you'll agree was the boxing capital of the country. Yeah, you know what I mean. It really was, and. Um, Maybe this is the start with this uh, with this platform. You know, we can unearth some young talent here in Manchester that can start the Manchester re- revolution back up again, and hopefully try and get it towards where it used to uh, used to be. But I think it's a good format, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? And then I think the fact that they've gone on <clears throat> the, the different um, the different areas, you know, like Yorkshire, yeah, um, Manchester. I, I think it's I think it's a brilliant because there's always been rivalry between the counties. Healthy rivalry, you know yeah, what I mean? Of no, sort of like the 2020 in the cricket, I suppose, isn't it, Ricky? Yeah, You know, short, shorter format. You know, they're going to see 10 fights over the night. Yeah. There's a final yeah. in October. Yeah. You know, yeah. short, yeah. top, well, we top level tell, fighting. We should tell people how to get a ticket. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a great idea. Yeah. 16th of September, um, so a couple of weeks' time. Um, five o'clock start. All the t- If you go to, if you put the box off, uh, into social um, to Twitter, you'll find it, or to uh, Google, and uh, your tickets. You can you can find. Well, I tell you what, we're going to put a link out. But I'll it's say the boxoff.com. The, the ticket ticket co. If you link through to them, and uh, you can find all the information there, and go along on the night. Um, Ricky, I've just watched the documentary on Sky. I, I thought it was it was brilliantly yeah. done. I think the guys have done you proud. I wonder how you yeah. you feel about it watching watching it back. Very much so. Um, it's very emotional mm. for me to. Uh, I mean, doing it because I mean, doing it was was not too bad because it was done in dribs and drabs here and there over a long period of time. But when you see the finishing, um, the finishing article, you know, and and it's all been put together, there was stuff on there that I um, that I'd forgot about. You know, stuff when I was in the amateurs, when I was just starting starting getting off. You know, family holidays with the family, you know, and stuff like that. And then it had the good times and the bad times and. The feedback I've got has been really, really positive. I don't, I don't think. I mean, I've, I've, it was warts and all for me. I, I, you know, I've always been honest, and I've always told the truth, and that's why I think people like me because you, you, what you see is what you get. And I think, but I think I went into overdrive in this documentary. There was nothing that I um, <clears throat> that I left, no stone left mm. unturned. So, um, and I think people, the feedback I'm getting is like, oh, we've, we've seen boxing documentaries in the past where normally, well, he boxed him and he boxed him and then he went there and boxed and then he got beat by him and then he boxed him. But it was more of a, it was more of a film, wasn't it? It was more of a, you know, a, a proper hmm. life story type thing of good times, bad times and good times and, and thankfully back present day, you know, uh, really in the good times. You know? So it's, um, yeah, had a lot of good feedback, a lot of... Um, this phone's just been going of like men of the world, you know, and, yeah. you know, people, people that people that you wouldn't think, you know, just just phoning me up and leaving me messages on my phone, crying. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so, it is. It's a very it's a very emotional film, and it must again strong, yeah, tough, strong, tough like, for yeah. you to hear 
people talking about your life. I mean, your mum and dad, who you were estranged from for eight years, who you thankfully, you know, back with now. Yeah, your former partner, Jen, talking about your relationship, especially Billy Graham, who, who says, you know, I've, I've not talked about this before. And I, look, I don't know if subsequently, I don't know, I don't know about your relationship with him now. Is that is that a repairable relationship? I think everybody who's no, watched no, the no, document. No, no, no. Me and Billy are okay. Me and Billy are oh, okay. Oh, it's good. Now, That's we, great to hear. Yeah, we have, we, have been for, we have been for a while, to be honest good. with you. But it's because uh, it was a documentary, you know what I mean? I, you know, when I do my sportsman's dinners, I always talk about my mental health and the problems that I had and how I got through it, you know, and people use that as a positive. But, I mean, when, you, when you're doing it in front of an audience mm -hmm. and you're doing it to a camera, um, it was. I think it was different for me. And I think it was different because, I mean, I heard things from Billy on the documentary. I heard things from Billy. I heard Billy say things that I'd never, I didn't know and I never heard him say before. Uh, from my ex-partner, Jennifer, I heard things from Jennifer that come out that, you know, shocked me a little bit. Likewise, you know, with my mum and dad, you know, and I was spilling more more than just my guts, mm. you know. In, in, and I think it was, um, you know, I, I've, I've, it's been, a, the, the bad times have been put behind me. They've been behind me a few good few years now. I did my exhibition in November with Marco Antonio Barrera. That mm. was all dead, dead positive. Um, and I think the documentary fed well. Ricky's in a good place. It's time to um, it's time to maybe do a documentary yeah. on him. And I think that's how it came about. And I think you know because of me, me being in such a such a good place. And um, and it was like a little bit of. I mean, I put my bad times behind me, but it was a little bit more on closure. You know, everything's everything's out there now. There's no hiding. Everything knows the. Uh, everybody knows the, the the score, as they say, and what I've been through this and that. And um, the best thing is, is the positives that, you know, I mean, I mean, people are present day in the same position I was in a few years ago. Mm. And, you know, if any, you know, if one person, you know, watch that documentary and it turns their life around, you know, because, you know, gives them a reason to believe in that. Listen, the bad times don't last forever. I can turn my life around like Ricky did. You know what I mean? Uh, then it's worth it, to be honest with you. Absolutely. Worth it, you know, and, and the people that did the documentary, um, so proud of them, to mm. be honest with you. They've done I mean, a great job. They've done. Um, yeah, yeah. I had Josh Warrington saying the other day he would do anything before he retires to give his fans that have been so supportive of him a night like the sort of yeah. nights that you gave people in the States in Vegas. Um, and they, I mean, watching those back in the documentary, I mean, they were incredible. The, the people, the, yeah, the, the people fans people you took you, over yeah. the invasion to Vegas for your fights was amazing. Yeah, well, I had uh, my first one was against one Urango. Mm. When I when I captured my IBF title, and that was about six thousand fans went to that one, and then I boxed Jose Luis Castillo, and uh, I think there was twelve thousand fans that went to that, and that 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 ended up being the record. I think the record previously was when Frank um, boxed Tyson, I think that was ten thousand people, but for the Castillo fight, you know, twelve thousand people. I mean, Frank's my hero; will always be my hero. But, you know, when I think to myself that, you know, the record was 10 with Frank and then my, mine was 12, I thought, oh, my God, you know, you know that, that's inc incredible. But then for the Mayweather fight, 40,000. Yeah. You know, then for the Malinaji fight, there was 18,000. Then for the Pacquiao fight, I think there was like 28,000. That's numbers. Um, yeah. Those numbers will never be done again. No, and when people say to me, um, what was your greatest achievement in boxing? You know, it, it, it wasn't this win, that win, this win. It was my fan base. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, I, 
that was, you know, you know, forty thousand fans from to go and watch one man yeah. fight Mayweather. People, forty thousand fans don't go to the World Cup. I <laughs> know. Oh, you, you, you're the oasis. You're the oasis of boxing, I, Ricky. I'd really, forgo- are. I'd forgotten the weigh-in. They're weigh-in for that. I mean, it's, uh, the, you had sort of ten thousand yeah. people at the weigh-in, didn't yeah. you? If you, think, if you think of the record, what it was really when when that when our friend went over to box Mike Tyson. Mm. And the record for that was 10,000. When you think 10,000 went to the way in for <laughs> Mayweather, it's, uh, you know, well, what, you know uh, did that happen? <laughs> yeah. We're chatting to Ricky Hatton currently, and we're yeah. going to be talking a bit of uh, Manchester City. We have of to, of course, with Ricky's to, yeah. with us. And uh, also about uh, young Campbell Hatton, his lad who popped in a source in the studio a few weeks ago. So yeah, stick around more from Ricky in a few moments' time. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker. We're having a chat at the moment with uh, Ricky Hatton. Yeah. I was saying to you before we started chatting uh, on air, um, young Campbell, your lad was in with us in the studio about three, four weeks ago. He was really good. He was very comfortable in front of the microphone. I know he's got a, a, a fight coming up soon in uh, next month in, I think, in Liverpool, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, he, he he came across really well, Ricky. You, um, you must be very proud of him, the way he's uh, progressing. I am very proud of him. He, you know, um, he went professional after <clears throat> only a handful of amateur um, amateur fights. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I wouldn't have... Um, I mean, I never wanted him to box full-stop, period. I mean, that's why I went into boxing, so he didn't have to. But, I mean... He wanted to do it. He was a little bit of a late bloomer, a late starter, you know, but the uh, minute he started watching, he got to a certain age, he started watching his dad on YouTube and stuff like that. And then first day he walked through the gym door as, about, as a 13-year-old, I thought, oh, no, <laughs> what's going to happen here now? <laughs> he puts them gloves on, that's that, isn't it? You know, and, um, but I wouldn't have let him go pro if I didn't think he uh, had half a chance of, you know, I mean, obviously our dream is for him to get to the very top. But, I mean... If worse comes to worst possible as a father, I know he's going to make a decent living out of himself and get a few quid in the bank through it. Mm. But um, but no, I and, and bearing in mind his amateur experience, he struggled a little bit with his early fights and he took a little bit of stick off social media. Like we know what happens, we know what the the, the world is today. We're living in it on yeah, yeah. social media, and he took a little bit of stick. But you know he <clears throat> and it hit him hard to be honest with you. But he struggled himself down, you know what I mean, and, and and got on top. And his last four fights now have been like they've been brilliant. You know, he's really. I think he, I think it was a little bit of a novelty at first. Ricky Hatton's son's gone professional, mm. but I think the last four fights now, I think people have um, changed the tone with yeah, him a little yeah. bit. You're so not training him, uh, Ricky, are you? Matthews, your brother's training no, Matthew, him. Matthew trains him, yeah. to be honest. I mean, with it, was that a deliberate like, thing? Did you did you not want to be that that close to it, or was is that how? Did no, it well, we, we asked we asked Campbell. You know, he, he did a bit of training with me, and he did a bit of training with Matthew, and I think he was comfortable with us both. But I I said to Matthew a few years ago before he went professional, I said if he goes professional, I said I'd like you to train him, Matthew, mm. because I don't know I don't know whether I'd be able to. To cope, I know it worked for to Joe Kawasaki and Enzo Kawasaki and Richie yeah. Woodall and Len Woodall and that. But when I go to the fight, I'm a nervous wreck. Yeah. You know, I mean, growing up before the fight and it's 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 terrible. I mean, um, but he, he chose he wanted Matthew to, to to train him, which I think was the best decision anyway. As I said to Matthew years earlier, um, and the fact that my nerves are absolutely shocking every time he gets there. <laughs> when that blue moon comes on, I just want to run under the ring. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, look, talking of that, we'll no, finish. No. We'll, we'll finish with a quick one on City. Um, yeah. I yeah. mean, they've made a cracking start of the season. I mean, there was a bit more competition. I mean, how are you feeling about the season when you look around the, the the other teams in the Premier League and the business they've done in the summer? What are you thinking? 
I think, you know, a lot of teams have bought well, haven't they? You know, <clears throat> Arsenal have bought well, and I think Arsenal will be up our backside again, to be honest with you. You know, um, they had a good season this year, and they were, they were a young team, weren't they? You know, it's the first time they've challenged for the title in several years, so they'll be full of confidence. I think they've bought well. <clears throat> but I think City are just, um, I think City have bought well. I'd like to I'd like to have bought a couple more, as we know. Kevin De Bruyne is out for four months, and Gundogan mm, went, mm. you know, and a few others. So, but uh, no, I think I'm, I'm happy with what we're seeing. We're, um, I think we get better as the season goes on. To be honest with you, yeah. I mean, we 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 got an 88 minute winner against Sheffield United, you know. But I think last year when they won it against Arsenal, I think Pep said, you know, when Arsenal would look like they were leaving us for dead a little bit, I think Pep said, right now, now's the time we need to put our foot down, and we we did it at the right time, and I think. Um, we've just got seasoned campaigners in, in, in doing that now. United did it for years, didn't they? They knew how to pace the season well and stuff like that. And I think uh, I think we're at City are no doubt the team to, to beat. But even <clears throat> the teams down the bottom, you know, in the Premiership now, any team can beat anyone, can't yeah, they? Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's, you know, it's you know, you can fight, you can play in the middle of the table where you think, oh, you know, they, you know, comfortable three points here, and it's not. Yeah, the Premier League has got so competitive now. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think we'll be up there. But I think there'll be a few uh, pushing us close. Newcastle are coming good a little bit, aren't they? You know, so um, and I mean, it's 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 still the best league in the world, isn't it? Yeah. To be honest, with still you. a great watch. Well, look, Ricky, yeah, yeah. it's been lovely to talk to yeah, you. It's Glad to hear you're in, you're in a good place currently, and uh, we should recommend that people watch the documentary on Sky. It's a fantastic yeah, watch. Yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed it. And if you haven't seen it, watch it. You know, it, yeah. I think I think you don't have to be a boxing fan to no, watch this one. Absolutely not. And they should go along with the box off yeah. as well. The box off dot com. All the details of the event. Ricky and Johnny Nelson and the gang are involved in in Telford, and so we'll send out a link from. Uh, Hawksby and Jacobs as well. All the best, Ricky. Thanks very much. Take care. There we are. That's the great Ricky Hatton there. Fantastic. Thanks to him. What a fighter, Paul. Just so exciting, wasn't it? All aggression. It's something. I mean, honestly, you know, we we watch a lot of sports documentaries now, and you know, you think, okay, it's another spot, but man, it's really good. It's a real it's been done very, very well. And they just speak to everybody that needs speaking to. And as I said, the chats with uh, Billy Graham and the, the footage, they found lots of old footage, yeah. which they no one really knew existed. And it was interesting. So, well, it's such Ricky, a high bar now, isn't it? On, yeah. On no, you're right. You're right. That, there was a time, it, yeah. You know, it was a time you could sort of stick anything out, no. but now it's it's so tough. No, it? it's yeah. very, very good. So, yeah. yeah, and good stuff. And, yeah, good luck to Campbell, who, as yeah. I said, was really oh. really impressed when he came in. What it must be like putting your child in the ring. I mean, yeah. whenever my son plays rugby or my daughter does climbing or whatever, you know, I'm always like, oh, I'm, I'm a nervous wreck. So yeah. what, what it must be like, Watching get punched for a living, must yeah, be just tough. Well, some of the footage in the in the documentary of his of his then partner Jennifer and uh, and his mum and dad watching him fight, you know, it's, it, it must be difficult. Yeah, yeah, really, hard, really tough. But anyway, uh, our thanks to Ricky Hatton. Always good to chat to him. It's uh, Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talksport, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, that is down on the Bowery by uh, actor uh, Damien Lewis. Yeah, he's. Uh, album Mission Creep which came out a short while ago he's going to be touring and we're delighted to say he's made a welcome return to the studio after a few it's lovely to see you again hello 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 oh, thank, thank you for coming thanks for having me oh, yeah. welcome so have you always written songs and uh, was this always a plan how did this all come about <laughs> uh, no 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 plan no plan I didn't always write songs I always busked hmm. and I was always in bands right. in a just sort of fun way yeah I used to have a motorbike and a tent and a guitar stuck oh, on the back of my bike. A troubadour. Oh, yeah. A motorbike. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Like a troubadour. Yeah. yeah like a, <laughs> there's a hell's angel from Kilburn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> strokes St. John's Wood. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, yeah. Um, I used to do that in summers and just take myself around France, set myself up in market squares, Spain, wow. down to Portugal. And I used to, so I used to busk. So, you know, I was, I was, I was noodling around in COVID during lockdown, like a lot of people thinking, mm-hmm. I wonder what everything's going to be like after this. Maybe it could be a bit different. And mm. I was noodling around on my guitar and someone introduced me to someone, introduced me to someone before I knew where I was. I was just playing music with these brilliant young jazz musicians. Yeah. And my, my producer, um, Giacomo Smith, who's a, mm-hmm. also a brilliant jazz musician, wrote a few songs, had a record, a, a, a label showed an interest, and, and here I am now wow. talking to you because I'm about to go out on tour on yeah. Saturday. None of it planned. Wow, so None of it exciting. planned. Fantastic. Yeah. What a buzz for you. It must be really, yeah. really good fun. And something so that. different, I guess, from from what you usually do to an extent. Anyway, it's all performing, isn't it? I suppose. But. Yeah, you get up on stage. I mean, I suppose there's there's more. Uh, there's a greater degree of authorship, ownership. Hmm. I, I write the songs, um, lyrics, and melody, and 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 then I perform them. So you know. There, there, there are three ways they can have a go at you, you know, yeah. if, if, it's, if it's no good. Um, Is it a different level of honesty to when you're creating some, uh, performing someone else's words? When you're, um, when you, when you've poured your heart out on a piece of paper and then you're singing uh, it. Does it feel? Does it feel a different part of you comes out? Oh, well, it's a craft question. Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Let's discuss your craft. It's a Joni Mitchell line, which is part of you pours out of me in these lines from time to time. And I'm good, saying, yeah, good saying, reference. Yeah, I like it. Um, uh, well, okay, just well, acting, acting. I mean, everyone says, "Oh, you must, you must be a good liar because you're an actor." Acting, <laughs> acting is all about honesty and truth and uh, finding the real truth in the words that are given to you by yeah. the playwright. Mm. So you have to find, you know, delve into that parallel reality and, and uh, live there, inhabit it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it won't be real mm-hmm. for the audience. So so it is, they're both all about truth, really. But I suppose your question is about, uh, you know, if you've actually written your own words, you're speaking from your own heart mm. directly, yeah. then... Um, I don't find it more exposing, weirdly, because there's nothing more exposing than a press night in the West End. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you're standing there and opening up a new play. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the most nerve-wracking thing you can do. So, um, and people can have a pop, whatever you do. Once you've stood up and said, go <laughs> yeah. and have a, here I am, they can have a pop. Looking, looking for any, for any reason. The lyrics to some of these songs—they're very obviously very, very deeply personal songs. Mm. I mean, if, if performing them live has that been difficult at all at any time, or you can kind of divorce yourself from the emotion of some of them. Um, yeah, I think once you're performing, you're performing. It's um, it's a different thing. They are, there are some personal songs on there, you know, album, records, songwriting, bit like bit like journal entries, aren't they? You know, they reflect a time. You know, I had a tough time in my life last four or five years. A lot of people know about that. I lost my wife, Helen. And so there are there are definitely a couple of moments on the album which reflect that time yeah. and reflect her mm-hmm. directly. But it's not in any way, is this a grief album? Is it an album of, of sadness and sort of a, you know... Um, no, the answer right. the answer's no. It's, it's, I think it's more diverse than that and more... Hopefully, a bit more fun than that. Yeah, yeah. So, sure. Sounds to me like a bit of a downer. No, 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 but, yeah. th- but there are definitely a couple of ballads on there. Yeah. Mm. 100%, absolutely, that speak to that yeah. time. Yeah, of course. Uh, when you're working with the other musicians, because pro musicians, 
they're so serious about music. I know that sounds mad, but they absolutely love music and they take you so seriously, don't they? Yeah. And they give you the respect that you need to be able to create the best thing. That, that hasn't been my experience. At all. Okay. <laughs> so you walked into the room and went, what is it? Or No, no, they've been... Um, I mean, I found this brilliant bunch of lads yeah. and, and, um, and uh, a beautiful lady as well called uh, Kitty. They're all unbelievably talented. And... They mostly, I mean, their background is everything, but they've all they've all trained professionally as jazz musicians. Yeah. So this album is has got where it needs it. It's got those little jazz, blues and jazz inflections in what is otherwise, I suppose, a sort of rootsy storytelling mm. kind of singer-songwriter kind of album yeah. with a bit of rock and roll in there because obviously I think I'm Elvis um, yeah. and I have done since I was 12. <laughs> so, you know, there's there's a bit of rock and roll in there as well and blues and these guys have loved, I think, playing it and they've, they've given me ultimate respect. They've been yeah, absolutely uh, joyful to work with. Um, you know, I'm the guy who walked in with the, with the song saying, mm. right, I've written these. Can you can you make them better, please? <laughs> yeah. And we've all sat down and and put it all together. And, yeah, great. And and and, and we, this record is 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 the proof of it. I did a bit of online research in your musical lovers and came across a, an interview where you said you you felt you'd been Elvis since you were a young kid and and you talked about some of your favourite songs. You also said when you did. Uh, Desert Island Discs, you wish you could do it again because you overthought it. I thought that was quite interesting because, you know, I, I've always thought that if somebody asked me to do that, it feels like, it, you know, if you love yeah. your music, how, first, how do you come up with those songs? And then are you trying to kind of curate it a little bit too much? Um, I think that, I think that is exactly what I did. Mm. And, I, and I got torn between storytelling and good songs. Yeah. And because I wanted to sort of try yeah. and episode my life, Turn it episodic way honor certain people in my life that I I wanted to mention. The only honest way to do that was to find songs that pertain to that part of your life, you know. So, and I just had eight songs suddenly. Some of them are blinders, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I felt like on the whole, I had eight songs that were just not representative of what I was listening to now or what I really love. This music I think is really cool. Yeah. You know, mm. really rocking. You know the forty minutes, and then I bumped into Kirsty Young at yeah. the Radio Times Awards yeah. earlier this year. She looked at me, said, I, and I said, "You know what? I'm so glad I've seen you. Firstly, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm so so glad I've seen you because I want to have a moan at you about my desert island disc. I've been waiting to do this for a few years." And I said, I just didn't, I didn't really, I didn't get it right. I felt self-conscious yeah. doing it. And it was the oddest experience because why, how can you blow that moment when you've got Desert Island Disc? And she said, yeah, yeah, it's interesting you said that. I really felt you didn't enjoy it at all when you were with me yeah, for an hour and a half. And I said, well, I, well, I, didn't, I didn't mean to, <laughs> I didn't mean to look bolshy. Like I wasn't having a good time. Uh, but obviously, subliminally, I was, I was projecting that. And I think in this, you, in, you revisited a few of your tracks and you, 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 you chose Mystery Train by Elvis as one that, that you love. And mm. I've, I've, you've obviously seen the Baz Luhrmann yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Have you come across um, Austin Butler? Have you come across him at all? In I have, yeah. Election? I've spent a bit of time with Austin. He's a yeah. lovely lad and I know Baz a bit as well. Um, it's usually out and about, right. you know. They haven't been around my kitchen table. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, he, uh, Austin, did what an incredible job yeah. he did. 
And when you meet him afterwards, he still talks like Elvis. <laughs> so he's really struggling yeah. to shake it. Really? <laughs> yeah. But he's... Um, Makes he's, you realise, watching that first, that big opening number they do at the start when he's on stage and the kind of women are inadvertently starting to scream at this gig. It's like watching yeah. The Clash. If you see an Elvis at that stage at that yeah. time, would have been amazing. Well, and they copied the album cover, didn't they? Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, but they, uh, he... Um, it's a sad movie. Mm. It is, yeah, sad. yeah, yeah. That you know, that sort of imprisonment, that sort of captive life that he lived yeah. in Vegas, um, and um, and his own demise. Um, and um, I haven't read the, that double biography, which has just been written about him. But apparently, that you know, he doesn't doesn't come out of it well. Mm. You know, don't get too close to your heroes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. No, you no, know. No. But you know, Mystery Train with Scotty Moore and those yeah. guys. You know, b- back in the day, there's no drum on that. Mm. The, the 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 rhythm and the drive and the engine in that song is all Elvis energy. Just him smacking the acoustic, mm. you know, and an upright, yeah, and and you know, and a guitar, and it's it's. It's amazing. Mm. It's amazing. I, I love the rhythm and the energy and the bounce to all those fifties rock and roll. Mm. So I used to listen to all of them, Eddie Cochran, and you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Should have been listening to The Cure, but I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, pretending, yeah, yeah. Well, I love The Cure, by the way. But oh, yeah. I got to about 10 years after everyone else. I was too busy listening to Bill Haley and Elvis. Damien Lewis is with us in the studio. We're going to chat more about his album Mission Creep. He'll tell us a bit more about the tour. We'll talk more music. We'll talk a bit of football. We'll see what he's up to acting-wise. He's been doing some interesting stuff recently. So that's all to come. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I want to see you dance again. Because I'm still in love with you On this harvest moon That is Damien Lewis from his new album Mission Creep, and I'm sure it's a familiar song to yeah, many of you, the lovely. Neil Young song Harvest Moon. Yeah, uh, yeah it's a, a beautiful song, a lovely one to cover. Sounds expensive, that, that recording yeah. process. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like you've done it in a garage. Uh, no, but yeah, no, we weren't in a garage. But I tell you what, we did. We recorded this whole album on um, on tape. We didn't. It's not. It's not digital. Digital yeah, recording. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. And um, so we did. We did the whole thing like that at a, um, an amazing um, uh, recording studio in Kentish Town, uh, run by a, a guy called Lewis Durham, who's uh, given me a little shout out. And a lot of, the, in fact, lots of what is on the record is in the room recording. Sometimes me singing live with a guitar, a piano section, you know. And we had to keep some of those because we had bleeds, you know, from yeah. previous recordings from the other instruments coming mm. through on my mic. But um, you know, some some of it was just the best. It was yeah. just the best best recording. That was the best take. Yeah. Us all in the room together. You know, as I was saying earlier, my history is really busking. And I just said, look, let's not, I don't need to make some big, overly produced sort of pop record. Let's keep it like it is just me mm. on an acoustic guitar that got yeah. together with some cool musicians, sort of down the end of the bar, you know, by the stand-up piano. Yeah, Whereas, you know, like, uh, you know, like a bad commercial would be, like a cliche <laughs> bad commercial for it. Like a song in a film. For an overly expensive yeah. beer, yes. Yeah. Let's make it sound like that. No, but, you know, just sort of a bit spontaneous in the room, live feeling. And, and I, it does feel like that. And actually, I've had lots of compliments from people that yeah. we, we mixed it and recorded that way because mm. everything is so produced now and mm. digitised that I think it's, hopefully for some people, it'll be nice just yeah. to 
hear it fresh mm, like that. Lovely. We will we'll return to uh, the yeah, Ultimate course, yeah. Tour. We're going to talk a bit of football because you, you've been a stalwart of soccer aid. I think you played in the first one, didn't you? Did you all those years? I was in the first one, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's meant, I mean, as a big football fan, someone who turns out and plays a bit of sort of seven aside regularly and, and follows a team in Liverpool. I mean, what a buzz it must be to play with some of the pros that you've played with over the years. I mean, say Maradona <laughs> is, I suppose, is top of the tree, isn't it, I would think? I mean... Yeah, first time, you know, Diego shows up, he's a little bit overweight, he's, had, he's you know, he's older, and everyone just says, um, but he's looking quite good, and he's, um, uh, and then everyone, all the uh, all the producers and everyone says, right, don't touch Diego, just don't tackle him too hard. You thought it was a starry thing, did you? Yeah, 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 well, Diego said, no one looks at me on the football yeah. pitch. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he just, he just said no one touched Diego because he you know he's had a stomach tuck and all of that he's you know and, and we don't want him to burst open wow <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Well, that's so a pretty sound reason not to touch him <laughs> internal <laughs> staples what a story. Doing, doing, yeah. doing. but I tell you even though he'd lost his pace a bit and you you know you know uh, you know fast fast you could probably could have caught up with him and probably yeah. tackled him sure yeah. I, I remember running alongside him for you know a few times in the middle of the park and but you just didn't want to touch him I mean yeah. that the balance and mm. just the ball just leading it on his left toes like he always did I mean it just it was an absolute absolute pleasure to be there and, and you know pinch me pinch me type of moments yeah. um, same with Zinedine Zidane as well who um you know, I played Zizou. I was in the middle of the park, going out Old Trafford. Okay, in front of seventy-two thousand people. Brian Robson, yeah. yes, Brian Robson. Chat, chat, he taps me on the arse as I'm going out. And he goes, "Right, dear Moore, you're on Zidane. Keep your legs closed." <laughs> <laughs> and literally, as I walk, as I run onto the table, I'm looking at my shoulder, going, "What? Who? <laughs> what? Brian? What?" Oh, amazing. So after about fifteen minutes, I clatter into him, oh. and it's late. It's wow. late, yeah. And he goes down, and he goes, "I can't swear on it." But you can't. So he said, <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah. So he goes, "Expletive, expletive, expletive." It's a charity game, man. What stupid? It's a stupid <laughs> charity, man. What? And then Jamie Redknapp chases me around for the next five minutes, going, "Damo, Damo, calm down." He goes, "Calm down." Zizou's really pissed. <laughs> and then he said, "They didn't come to watch you." <laughs> and oh, I yeah, said, yeah, I sure. said, "Yeah, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough." Anyway, so fifteen minutes after that. He's rolling, his, he's rolling his foot over the ball and I go chasing him down to the touchline trying to stay close. He literally, he looks up, he gives me a look in the eye and he goes, boop, and he just sticks it straight between my legs, nutmegs me in front of that whole stuff. <laughs> who spon- oh, no. all spontaneously burst out laughing at my at my expense. And, you know, oh. the, the best thing is Andy Townsend on the, on the commentary and he just goes, bye-bye. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> lovely stuff. Jesus, but, you know, I wear that. Did you play? It, did you play to any level uh, as a as a kid or a, a young man? I had England schools trials, regional oh, wow. England schools trials, but I was never good enough. I was never going to. No. I mean, I was just you know, and lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and why Liverpool, Damien? Um, you know, I've got no better answer to that than other than. Really, just you know, seven eight years old, and uh, my dad was really into rugby, and so um, I didn't really have a football team, mm. and I and I picked Liverpool because it was nineteen seventy seven, and yeah. uh, they seemed to be winning European cups quite regularly. It was Liverpool or Forest, um, and. Um, well, and then I they just, did that for the it. next 10 years, didn't Well, that they? was so, it. Yeah. And then the ages of my childhood was brilliant. And then 25 years weren't so good. And then <laughs> and now it's sort of all good again. But um, that was it, really. My, my, you know, my, my 
we have connections with Liverpool. My my family had an old insurance company up in Liverpool. Oh, right. my, my grandma was a blue. She was an Evertonian. Oh. Um, but uh, well speaking Evertonian. Oh right. She was, uh, so, but I'm afraid that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I was a seven-year-old. That's allowed. Don't worry. That's allowed. Yeah, that no, picked a winning we're not, we're team the, with all the, the best police. players. We're not in the it. club yeah. police. It's no, we're not going to. We're not going to hang you out the dry. Um, <laughs> I, I just watched. Um, I've used so much great stuff. We could talk about billions. We could talk about Homeland. We could talk about loads of things. But um, I just watched mm. Band of Brothers back after God knows how many years. And man, does it stand the test of time? Time. It's done a great bit of TV. It's yeah. such a wonderful series i mean it was it was probably good to you wasn't it career-wise yeah yeah very yes very very good but um um there is that moment when you're coming up as an actor where everyone is underpaying you and says this will be great for your career (laughs) how many times how many more times i gonna hear that yeah um and then but banner Banner brothers of course yeah very very lucky to be part of something so lovingly and truthfully curated by Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg yeah. and HBO. And mm. that was really, you know, the, the the quality is, you know, is on the invitation. It was, it was very clear. And um, it was something that every young actor wanted to be part of. I, I don't think they expected to find the, uh, essentially the sort of the, the hero of the piece, the guy through whom the piece is mostly, mostly told mm. through his POV, his point of view. Um, but um, they did. Yeah, they found me in you know endless auditions, one after another, in damp basements in Soho. <laughs> this fabulous young sort of um, tiny uh, producer called Tony Toe, mm. who's a pal, and he'd sort of show up <laughs> in his in, in in white cowboy boots and Prada coats, you know, straight hot off the plane from LA. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly you know, and then yeah, you yeah. know, I know you two are just damp basement in Soho. Anyway, after four or five months of doing this, and him flying over and yeah. just. So he's just after one into one audition, he just said, uh, "So Damien, how do you, how do you like to fly to LA Thursday and meet Stephen and Tom?" <laughs> and, I, and, I, and it all sort of in Hollywood all happened in front of me, and wow, planes yeah. were booked, and my passport number was asked for, and Fantastic. it was exciting for a, for a young lad. We were, we were talking about Dead Eyes earlier on the podcast, yeah. which came <laughs> off the yeah, back of funny. And yeah. the the actor who did this series, and we, to recap, you weren't listening to Quarter Past One. Actor who was told he had Dead Eyes did a scene with Damien. It was supposed to be one of his orderlies in it. Uh, Tom yeah. Hanks apparently said in the rush, he's not sure about him, he's got dead eyes. Did he say it? Didn't he say it? You need to listen to the podcast. But they got 30 podcasts out of it. Yeah. But do you, you don't remember that at all. You don't remember that scene, remember that actor, do you? I mean, No, no, but uh, it happened It happened before they got to me. Right, oh, OK. Oh, right. So, yeah, yeah. so yeah. why well, never did yeah, anything? Yeah, oh, right. it wasn't. Okay. I, think, uh, I think it was in... Uh, I think they... What happened is I think they cast him Yeah. and then showed casting tapes... Right, and Tom, and just uh, who just had a just got. I don't know. It yeah. can happen. Can't it? it can happen. It's, just, it's a tough business. Yeah, I and mean, it wasn't a large role, but <laughs> no, nevertheless, <laughs> Zelinsky. Got, some mileage, yeah. <laughs> got a nice podcast series. <laughs> so, um, when's the tour starting, Damien? Yeah. When you're on the road, we go out on Saturday. Oh, brilliant! Um, yeah, Nottingham, the Rescue Rooms on Saturday. Nice, iconic venue there. About 400 people, and that's more or less the size of our. Size of our tour following Friday on right. the 15th, Birmingham, Birmingham Town Hall, which is a bigger venue. That's the biggest venue we're playing. Yeah. Then we play Cardiff at the Gate on Saturday, and then we play the Thecla at Bristol, which is a boat, mm, um, nice. which is quite fun, on the uh, 16th and 17th. Yeah. So those are the first 
four dates. We've got about 13 dates and, you know, whizzing around. Brilliant. Gets, and you've extended, leaves. so obviously ticket sales have been doing okay. You've added ticket sales went well. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, ticket sales have, have, have gone really well. Yeah, really happy with that. There are still tickets left, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, please uh, jump online and, um, yeah, and, and come along. It's, uh, it's a, you know, we do some fun covers, you know, uh, you know, we throw in some really fun tunes like Warren Zavon, you know, Werewolves in London. Oh, st- right. you know, oh nice. Stuff, we, we throw in some stuff that really make the... You know, it's going to make you want to get up. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's the idea. It's a good, fun night. And uh, the band is uh, immaculate. They're brilliant. Mm. And um, I like my songs, and I hope you do too. Well, ah, there great. we are. What a perfect uh, way to And if people want to buy the album, is it download only? Have you got some vinyl out there as well? It sounds like... We'll be selling merch at all the gigs. We've yeah. got... Uh, we've even got a Damien Lewis tote bag. Oh, wow. oh nice. Oh, yeah. You didn't nice. bring one. No, I showed him. Do you know what? Where's and I was swag? thinking that as well as I came <laughs> in. Oh, damn, I've walked right into it. Um, so, um, uh, yes, but yes, you can you can buy the album on, uh, it's actually at damien-lewis.com, okay. yes. damien-lewis.com online. You can, and you can buy them the usual ways down, the, you know, streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, etc. Brilliant. Uh, we're going to play out with another track from the album called Zaragoza. Uh, good to see you again. Thank you yeah, very much thanks for, for having me Enjoy on. Enjoy the tour. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Damien Lewis there. Zaragoza. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The 
the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We asked you earlier on, before all the guests came in, like Damien Lewis and uh, Ricky Hatton. Oh, yeah. Um, have you ever acquired a skill that you've had very little or no chance to use <laughs> subsequently? And you've come up with some very good ones. Yeah, it's it was been a, great. Well, it was a nice one here from one of the listeners. Well, nice, but sad. Sad in its oh, okay. own way. Where's it gone? Are you looking for it? Shall I read another one while you're looking for it? It's here. Okay, it is. Right. It's Rod. Um, he says, Rod from Hill. All oh, right. Which Hill it is. Uh, 30 years ago, uh, my then Italian girlfriend went to Italy for a week to see family. Okay. While she was gone, I learnt a passage in Italian, so when she came back, I could uh, prove my undying love oh, for her. I can see where this is going. Matter of the day she came back, she dumped me before I had the chance oh. to say it. Oh, Rod. You'll always oh, have that well. skill, though, wouldn't you? Exactly. You can, yeah. you know, ciao. Yeah, that's that you. <laughs> I think there was more. To, I think I'd like to think there was more to it than that. That's what, certainly what she said to him. There we are. What a shame. Yeah. Anything in, else, Charlie? Yeah, in 1968, on my first day at senior school mm. at assembly, we were divided into four groups. The other three groups were told they were going to learn French, Spanish, and German. Sounds like pre 1968. Yeah. Uh, they then turned to us and said, "You're learning Russian." Wow. Never used it in my entire life. Quite indiscriminate, yeah, isn't it, shame. really? Yeah, look at that. You're going to learn that. Well, it's, I mean, are. it is a transferable skill, isn't it? Exactly. But, yeah, um, you know. I learned Brazilian jiu-jitsu and never used it outside the club. Oh, right. which that's, club? Surely that's the way, Chris in Cornwall. Yeah, which club? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not allowed to use it outside no, you're not, some so Don't use it outside a club. The bouncers will have you. They know a bit of that stuff as well. Um, yes. There uh, we are. A lot of people from doing GCSE maths don't know what any of the buttons do on their computer. Calculators, sine and cosine, and, and all sine, that. Sine, yeah. you know, all those things. Well, How do you clear yeah. it? Utterly pointless. It is Pythagoras's rule, Paul. Ever used it since school? A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Ever used it? No, no, I haven't. No, don't need no. it, do you? Have you used it for anything? Never needed it. Never needed it. So absolutely pointless. Other than, other than in a maths test, right. Ut- yeah. utterly pointless. That's it. When was the last time you used the protractor? I was discussing the other day Chris Lin- with Chris Lintot, who's a fellow Torquay fan and yeah. also the host of the, oh, yeah, the Chris, Sky at Night. The Sky at Night, yeah. I was discussing the absolute pointlessness of space exploration. Um, and when they show those... Here's the best picture we've ever seen of the galaxies. Yeah. And you go, ah, it could be anything. I'm guessing he didn't agree. <laughs> he didn't agree. Yeah. He was on the opposite side of yeah, the he argument. he would be, wouldn't he, really? <laughs> I mean, he could, it's a bit like him saying like, the utter pointlessness of football. Well, they wouldn't say that because... Yeah. yeah, but they spend billions and billions of pounds on this exploration. Yeah. You know? And I sort of go, well, we've not got really much any further than we did, we did in the 60s. Yeah. I don't really... I mean, this picture you've shown... If I asked AI to come up with a picture of a galaxy you know i wouldn't understand it i think he thought i was thick paul yeah well i think you know he's he's seeing different things in that picture yeah. to you it's like a magic eye picture you can't see you can see an elephant or something somebody eating their tea and but... i said what what else have we had from space other than velcro what can you tell me did you he know? list them all oh, off uh, like 30 yeah 30 yeah. different things of course he did. like really life-saving things really important yeah so i lost that well, i lost that argument and it wasn't even an argument it was a discussion Stephen Northampton says, whilst waiting to start a new job, I wanted to take on a bit of temporary slash casual work. Okay, yeah. I spent the induction day with a company that made car parts, and it turned out mm. I excelled at building sunroofs, handles, seals, etc. He was good at that. Yeah, but he could was, put a yeah, sunroof okay. together. I never went back again, but I now know I can tackle most Honda sunroof issues. <laughs> Those skills never leave you. See, the only guys are second-hand Honda. How often are you asked to kind of start working? I mean, probably then, when you did it, it was probably crank-handle sunroofs. Yeah, I'm old yeah. enough to remember that. When it's, you turned it, it wasn't electric. The seal's gone. Yeah. Seal's gone on the Seal's on, gone. Yeah, you exactly. want to get uh, Steve round, definitely. There we are. Um, I once had a, I had a job like that once, although I only did one day of it. Mm. It, was, it was at Earl's Court 
exhibition centre, which doesn't exist anymore, yep. I think. And it was polishing shoes. It was for a shoe polishing company. And we were selling the polish. So we spent a day being taught how to, to polish, polish the shoes well, properly. That's a useful skill. You, you could know, start your own shoe shine business. You could do that. You know, yeah. and they use a candle in the army. Use a candle to get that shine. They use a candle, burn, burn the leather. Anyway, wow. I learned it. And then at the end of the day, they said, "And you'll be, you'll be paid per shoe ten p, ten p a shoe." <laughs> wow. At this thing, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not doing that." Yeah, so I left. So I, you anyway. actually said that out loud, did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Crazy, so I should it? have found that out at the beginning of the yeah. day. Apropos yeah. of nothing, Clive says, I'm a relative the, of the canal jumper, Josie Darby. Oh, yeah. No, this is how did you get across, Paul. Oh, how did you this get across? Is, I do apologise. The only one we've had gone in, mad, You're Clive. absolutely right. It didn't go wild on how did you get across. He could jump a canal, uh, bounce in the middle and over the other side. There's a statue of him in Netherton in the black country. He could also jump over a snooker table with a standing start. Uh, says Clive. And oh. I've looked it up. You're absolutely oh, right. Okay. Joseph Darby, jumper. And it, there in Netherton yeah. is the statue of him jumping. An amazing story. He was a jumper six- snooker tape. What's Whitways, I'm assuming. 1861 to 1937. Yeah. Who was that? Duncan, uh, Duncan McKenzie, formerly of Everton and Leeds, jumping over a mini. A mini, wasn't it? That was it? his yeah, great yeah. skill, wasn't it? Oh, bringing it back to football. Should do that. They but should thank you, Clive. Love it yeah. about your ancestor. And next time I'm in Netherton. I'm not off in the black country now and again. If I'm, I'll go and check it out. Paul, the Brighton fan, agrees with me. At last, somebody has said what I've been thinking for years. Why are we spending billions of pounds on space exploration? Now I see it in a text. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I sort of look how ranty I must have sounded. Yeah, that's you know, it, I've, yeah. I'm, fe- I'm feeling it's wasted like, uh, money. Exactly. Yeah, you it just, does feel a bit wasted money. Do you not agree at all, Paul? Well, I mean, you heard from Chris, so much of good that comes out of it. It is a lot of good that comes out of it, yeah, yeah. Expand your horizons a bit more. Yeah, a bit, but we don't seem to have got anywhere. From Torquay, Charlie, from Newton. There's a life outside Newton Abbott, (laughs) believe it or not. We don't seem to have got anywhere with it, Paul, is all I think. Okay, where do you want to go? I don't know, we thought we might have been a bit further on with it by now. Okay, well, the amount of money that have been spent. Outside broadcast from Mars. Well, don't take it up with me. Take, it up, Mars. With, take it up with NASA. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll get him on. Uh, can I say The cricket's uh, on tomorrow. He uh, might I'll, come on. You I was going to tell you about a TV show I'm watching, but we've got to go. We've got to break, haven't we? Yeah. So there we are. That's the way it goes. What did you say? saying? I watched a TV show called Alone. You've seen it? It's on Channel 4. Very good. They drop people in the middle of nowhere. Right. They have to live. Is it good? Oh, it's ever so good. It's okay. ever so good. I've not watched it's, it. People sit there on there alone, crying, wondering what they're doing with their lives. It's a bit like supporting Talkie United. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's touched the nerve for you. Exactly. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I've used Pythagoras' theorem. Used it at the start of August to mark out a football pitch from scratch to make sure it wasn't wonky, says Neil in Landudno. Uh, what else have we got? About a few people. As a builder, I use Pythagoras' theorem almost every day. We know it as the three, four, five triangle, and it's a means of determining if something is perfectly square. Stephen the Mendips. Yeah. Hello, Pythagoras is very helpful oh, in marking okay. out grassroots football pitches. Okay. So not totally useless. I didn't says, say it was useless. I said I've Amos ne- from Ardington. I said I've never used it. I've never had the reason to use it in no, you, my you life. You poo poo. You dissed Pythagoras. <laughs> Um, tell Charlie the reason they're spending billions uh, in space is so they can find a parallel universe somewhere where talkie are half decent oh, than football. Dan low, the Oxford Low-hanging fruit, Dan <laughs> the Oxford fan. Low uh, Paul in Colwyn Bay, you've wound him up. He says, come on, Charlie, let's not let it drop. You and me versus all those space cadets. Let's close NASA down yeah. and save the planet. Yeah. Thank you very much, Billions, Paul. billions yeah. spent. 
So, uh, yeah, you've, you've got... Sorry, Paul, felt got... obliged to text in. Text in, had to pull over us. I, ne- I nearly crashed having heard a, hor- a corker from Charlie. Yes. Did Charlie really ask if the Midlands standing start jumper went widthways as opposed to... The- I did ask if it was widthways or, yeah. not, or lengthways. That's shorter, isn't it? You know, they're, they're, yeah. They are tough, those long pots. Yes, they are. They? Yeah. <laughs> Who was his father? A Marvel superhero. Bob <laughs> Beeman's long-lost long relative. Sean in Salford. Thank you, Sean. Well, it's just I've got to ask the questions. No, you have need to, to be asked. The what is the point in space travel and can anyone jump a snooker table lengthways from a standing start? The, question, well, the big questions need to be answered. Well, amazing if, uh, Joseph Darby's sort of great nephew or whatever he was, maybe he'll come back to us and tell us whether it was sideways or lengthways. Exactly. Yeah, I've used Pythagoras to work out uh, what length ladder to buy. Keep something long enough and you'll use it, says uh, Steve okay. the Reading fan. Right, then. Don't knock the rocket. Don't knock the rocket, says Bob in uh, (laughs) Bristol. Bobby in Bristol, thank you very much. Okay, well, the birthday spread is almost almost upon us, Charlie. um, Well, I'm in the studio this week, so I can't cheat. No, that is a blow. Did you win last week? I won last week. I I wasn't in the studio, was I? Oh, yeah. I was at Shepherd's Bush. Had the added drama of nearly being mugged. Do you have the entire family around you? Do you have, like, your son and daughter and your wife sitting there and uh, and Andy goes, you know, Arthur Smith, and you're going to Smith, Smith. They're going through every paper. It's like Wednesday, Wednesday's son. There's this 78, 78. And I can just see you've got the whole family working. Yeah, that's why I lose so often. A dirty cheat. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's time for the birthday spread oh, then. Love Ten it. birthdays. Uh, it's the job of myself. Uh, people have celebrated them this week. And it's the job of myself and Charlie to try and guess the ages of these people. Andy Jacobs collects all the birthdays. And he tends to choose the birthdays based on how humourable he can be. Uh, with a little gag around them. Um, so it, that's it. That's the criteria. Some will know, some we won't. You can play along at home and try and guess the birthdays. And the the winner is the one with the shortest margin of error yeah. on those ten guesses. Beautiful. What a game. We alternate as we go, so uh, no skullduggery goes on. People just doing one number next to the other. Yeah. What's the point of that? But here is Andy. Hello, Andy. Oh, good afternoon. I'm uh, having a few <clears throat> technical issues as per oh, usual. How are you? Yeah, it was all working. John and I tested it about an hour ago. Everything yeah. fine. As soon as I go to connect, the whole lot's collapsed. I've right. had to do it in a nervous. It's nervous. I think if it's oh, right, it's is, there, is there a button you're pressing in that little interim I've period? No idea. Oh, I just can't work it out. Never mind. I'm here now. Good. That's good. That's lovely. Okay. Um, and Jeff Peters keeps score, of course. Very good afternoon to you. Oh, not in the nerves. Not in the You're having Darth Vader there on us. Wow, so well, yes. <laughs> technically, it's a disaster so yeah. far. This birthday's yeah. birthday. It's fifty-one to Paul, thirty-two to Charlie, mm-hmm. but Charlie leads in twenty twenty-three. Fifteen, fourteen. The real quiz. Yeah, good. Right. Where are you standing at the moment? You don't have to go into specifics, but what what sort of get, yeah. paint pictures with words, Jeff? What can you see <laughs> around you as you broadcast? Uh, my hotel room. Oh, okay. Oh, oh lovely. But that's lavish. Lovely stuff. <laughs> you got a, trouser, got a trouser press? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's in there. Uh, let me just check uh, Corby. Yep, in the corner. Oh, yeah. he's, in Cor- Cor- he's in Corby. Oh, he's in Corby. Yeah, he's just outside Northamptonshire. Over the trouser lovely. press. Fabulous. Yeah. So, <laughs> all the bus drivers won the lottery in Corby. Do you know that? Did they really? Yeah, all the bus drivers. So, you couldn't won. get a bus for love nor no, money, no, they, did you? They split, they split, they, they won, they, it came in. Oh, right. Yeah. But enough for them to pack up or not? I don't know if they stopped like halfway round. Yeah, you know. just, they all just got out <laughs> and left them in the middle of the road. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about just one yeah. million quid? Okay, uh, Charlie won last week, didn't he, uh, Jeff? So you're going to kick us off, Charlie. Uh, and here's Pele and Sergio Mendes. Yeah. First ah, birthday. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, forget. I can't hear Pele on this system. Oh, what a shame. It, yeah, it's marvellous, isn't it? Okay, it's the two-time <laughs> Olympic gold medalist, 400-metre hurdler, Ed Moses. Ed, Ed Moses. Moses. And I was leading a Jewish cultural tour of the pyramids. Oh. Typical me. I annoyed the coach driver so much, he stormed off and left us stranded in the wilderness. None of us had any signal for our sat-navs, but somehow Ed knew the way home. Yes, Moses led us out of that hand of Egypt. Oh. <laughs> let us <laughs> out of the hand of Egypt. <laughs> land of Egypt. Okay, the land of Egypt. There we got there in the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, not my fault, it's the line. Yeah, oh, okay, it's the line, fair of course. Of course right. it is. What's Me, is it? It's you, Charlie, yeah. I'm going to say 61. You're going to 61, Ed Moses. 64. 68. Oh, already, already. So, Jeff, what's that done to the scores? Paul takes an early lead. Paul four, Charlie seven. Okay. You got a coffee maker, Jeff? Coffee oh, maker? Yeah, that's nice. Uh, well, I've got a kettle, yes. Yeah, oh, well, okay. Wash the, wash the kettle out. <laughs> Not quite you the use same, it. is it? Not an espresso, is it? Hasn't got his own pods. <laughs> okay, so what? Sorry, Jeff, remind me of the You scores. don't get those in those truck stops. No, you don't really. No. Uh, what? Sorry, give us the scores it's again. Paul four, yeah. Charlie seven. Uh, okay. Four, seven. Four, okay. Seven. okay, okay. Thank you. Next birthday, I'll lead us off. Okay, it's the fine actor from EastEnders, Todd Carty. Oh, Todd Carty. Tucker. And he, his, yes, his wedding anniversary was during Cheltenham uh, this year, but I couldn't go as so I had a runner in the big feature race. I had to put the horse before the Carties. Horse before the Carties, beautiful, <laughs> yeah. He's got to be getting on now, Todd, mm, with thing, respect. Tucker's luck and all that. What a show that was. Oh, what a spin off. Spin off go. It's Gripper. Come on, Alan. Um, f- uh, 50. Six. Mm, yeah, up there. I'm going to say a bit older. 59. 60. Oh, is he really? A big one for Todd. Happy birthday to him. Thanks for all the years of pleasure on TV. Oh, yeah, it was great. Especially in Dancing on Ice. What's the scores, Jeff? It's Paul 8, Charlie 8. Oh. Clock radio, Jeff. You got clock radio. <laughs> <laughs> got enough plug sockets near the bed. That's always the one these days. Nice. I, I always carry a, an extension cable, so it's I'm, nice and easy. I'm sure you do. That's a okay. weird... Yeah, okay. even when he's not going to a hotel, <laughs> it's a bit weird. <laughs> okay, so it's eight all. Um, okay, uh, yeah, Charlie. Eight all. Eight all, yeah. Okay, it's the cricketer Mark Ramprakash. Ooh, yes. Mark Ramprakash. Ramps. Ramps. Yeah, Ramps. And at one time, he rented a loft space in our house. It was great to have Ramprakash in the attic. Oh, yeah. lovely. 57. Yeah. Uh, 57, you're going, mm. Ramps. A bit younger than that, I'd say. Um, 53. 54, good 51, effort. 54, very nice. I'm one of the great sporting... Do you know those moments in the, you want to kind of forget sporting most? We're playing for the Bunburys, and I was in the slips were Ramps. Yeah. And someone, like, ridiculously fast was bowling. I don't know what I was doing in the slips. <laughs> I was bowling about 80 mile an hour. Probably like a real like an Eng- current England player yeah. I used to play. So, ball get, gets an edge. And I hear Ramps, he's next to me, he goes, cut it! And I put it down. <laughs> uh, and I just look, I just see this look of disappointment. And he, he's basically saying to me with his eyes, you idiot. Yeah. It was just, you know, it's horrible, That was a dolly. Yeah, it was. I mean, not in my, it might have been for you who played top-level cricket. Anyway, uh, I, don't, I don't judge him for it. It was my stupid fault. What, um, OK, uh, we guessed yet, we have. What's the scores, Jeff? It's Paul 9, Charlie 11. 9-11, OK. OK. You've checked the fire exits, Jeff, haven't you? Where the fire exits are from your room. <laughs> have, I, have I missed something? Have you actually guessed Mark Rambrickash's age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done it, yeah. We've done I mean, that, yeah. Your line must be the game. Bad. It's the, the game. Okay. Oh, it's, it's like doing it on your own. So I'm speaking and I can't hear you or anything. And as long as you can hear me, I suppose it's fine. Your equipment's not failing, not Andy. As, your age. Not as, enjoy, not as enjoyable, I have to say. Oh, okay, okay. here we go. 
Well, it is, and I can't hear anybody. Uh, okay, I didn't even hear your guesses that time. <laughs> Brilliant. Did I say how old he was? What's the, no that's, that's, that's not going to there. What's the next birthday, Andy? It's Beyonce Knowles Carter. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Beyonce. She's now so rich, she has her own courtroom where she tries anyone who's displeased her. Yeah. I should know. I found myself sitting in the dock of the bay. Oh, that's not so bad. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, yeah. tremendous. Very how old's nice. Beyonce How, how old is now? Queen yeah. Bee? Fantastic, isn't she? Uh-oh, 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 she's got to oh, be... Was she about 45? 45. Have I done her down there? Is she younger? I think she's Probably younger young. than that, She yeah. is younger. She seems to be around... You've said for... it now. It's touch oh, move, no. Paul. She's been around for years, yeah, though, hasn't I'm gonna she, say... I'm going to say... 40. 42. 42. Not too bad, We both come out alive. Yeah. We both come out alive. Jay-Z's <laughs> not going to put... People after us, either of us, on that basis, you know. We, we, we did it. If you so, pause like that before you give the age, I definitely think I haven't heard it. It's oh, fantastic. Okay. okay. So, what's the scores, Jeff? If Beyonce wants to come after me, she's boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Paul twelve, yeah. Charlie thirteen. Twelve thirteen. Okay, okay fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's the painter Brian Orkin. Brian Organ. Brian Organ. Brian, here we go. Brian Organ. Brian Organ, yeah. He's just started his own LGBTQ dating app for monkeys. It's called Organ Grinder. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. Thank yeah, yeah, for yeah. that. I mean, <laughs> where the heck that was going? So, uh, Brian Organ. We're going to have a strongbow joke for a minute. There, what, is, what, there does he, what does he do, Brian Organ? Painter. Painter. Okay. Painter. Yeah, do it's me, is it? Whole living room, two coats in less than an afternoon. <laughs> Brian Organ. Yeah, Brian Organ. N- not a clue. No, it could be anyone, I couldn't know, it? Yeah, yeah. Could be absolutely anyone. Yeah. 55. 70. 88. Oh, that's a, a kick in the what teeth. What a way to go into half time, Jeff. It's, that was a volatile one. Devilish by Andy. What's the scores as we go into half time? 46. Paul was 18 out, so moves on to 30. Charlie was 33 out on that one, moves on to 46 at the halfway stage. Oh, there we are. Oh, not okay. good. That isn't Fantastic. good. Is it? 16 well, difference. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Second half then of the birthday spread. Stephen Bristol, same as Charlie, 46 at the halfway stage. Mm. Brian Organ's done for me. A lot mm. of people have said that. So that organ bloke came along. I was on the leaderboard, <laughs> says yeah. Bath, uh, Terry, and the rugby fan in Bath. Abraham says doing well till Beyonce and the organ bloke. So the organ bloke got a lot to answer for. John from Swindon <laughs> in the same boat. But anyway, let's bring you the second half. Here's Pele and Sergio Mendes. Next birthday. Just remind us of the scores, Jeff, could you? It's Paul 30, Charlie 46. 30, 46. Here we go, Andy. Okay. Yeah, you can blame Charlie for Brian Organ because oh. I, normally he's been a bit in it before and he was last. So I thought I'm not going to put him oh, last this time. Oh, because I've seen the area. Yeah, 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 what can you do? Okay, to the actress. She was in South Pacific. Yeah. Um, 1958, South Pacific. Yeah. Mitzi Gaynor. Mitzi oh, yeah. Gaynor. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I know. When we first met on Brighton Beach, she was wearing a revealing spotted swimsuit. We all loved it. It was known as... Oh, I'm going to mess this up. Mitzi's itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. Oh, Thank you. Nice. Oh, well Very done. He, nice. got, he got it out. He was dreading that. Very he told nice. me yesterday. <laughs> um, Mitzi Gaynor's got me getting on there, hasn't she? Mitzi Gaynor. In South Eight, Pacific. Uh, 88. Ooh, I think she's older than that. Yeah, you're going, you're going big. 94. 92. Okay. Oh, middle diddle for the pair of us. Yeah, yeah uh, Jeff, remind us. Score. 
slight closing of the gap there. It's 4.34, Charlie 48. OK. 48.34. OK. Uh, next away. Charlie leads off. Here we go, Andy. OK, the Conservative MP for Wealdon, Business and Trade Minister, Nusret Ghani. Nusret Ghani. And at one time, uh, Nusret had a, a business making perfume. He was so fragrant, you could smell him coming. He had an unmistakable bouquet Garni. Oh, a bouquet Garni, yeah. Um, just remind us what he does, Andy. He's a MP for Wealdon. For Wealdon. Um, trade Minister. MP for Wealdon. Wealdon. Trade Minister. Trade Minister. Yeah, 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 OK. OK. Who knows how old Garni. he is. Yeah. 62? Uh, I'll go a bit younger. Um, 54. 51. Oh, dear, it's over. Game's over. Charlie, <laughs> thanks for coming so, in, Paul. Don't be so defeated. See you next week. Don't be so defeated, especially as Jeff I'm back on is with Max on Saturday morning, 10 till 1. And he hasn't got his crying. Uh, I'm on tour on Saturday night in Norwich, if anyone wants to come to that. What's the scores, Jeff? Uh, well, on Nusrat Ghani, oh, yeah. the uh, female MP, oh, um, Paul... Oh, was, oh, sorry, Nusrat, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Nusrat sorry if you're listening. That. that would have made a difference. That yeah. would have made a Charlie difference in my guess. 11 out. Yeah. So it's 37 to Paul, 59 to Charlie. Yeah. Come on, yeah. it's 22 in it. It's nothing. You've yeah. made that Norwich, up. Apologies. Norwich Theatre Royal Saturday night. If anyone wants to come on why, Max Saturday morning. I'm giving you pep talks. Um, anyway, next birthday, Andy, please. Yeah. Okay, you know. I know this is a man. It's Bernard Looney, the chief executive of BP. Bernard Looney. Yeah. Okay. Had a sideline making decongestion suites that clear your nasal passages. Yes, Looney tunes help you breathe more <laughs> easily. Nice. Um... Bernard Looney, BP. BP. 67. Mm. 72. Oh, dear. 53. Ah. Okay. Bernard, under 60. Surely not. <laughs> <laughs> A Bernard, under 60. The, My new novel. Why do you call him the baby, Bernard? You can upset a lot of young Bernards out there. If you're under 60 and a Bernard, text in now. I bet we get less Come than on, two. let's have an under 60 Bernard rush before People will lie. They like to make me look stupid, Paul. What? Like this game. Like this stupid kids what, game what, we play every week. What's, what's the scores, Jeff? kids' jokes. What's the scores, Jeff? Kids <laughs> counting. Oh, no. I have to get someone else to count. We're going to run out of time, yeah, Charlie. Good. What a shame. Game's over. I've actually forgot where we are. <laughs> Who cares? Are we waiting Nobody to cares. guess? Are we waiting to guess or not? No what's going on? No, you... You have guessed. Yeah. Paul was 14 out. Yeah. Charlie was 19 wow out. Wee. It's Paul 51, yeah. Charlie 78. Oh, 51, 78. Right, OK, Charlie, keep going, because we're going to run out of time. You You're just going to have to see it through. You started so you'll finish. Random. You're, fin you're finishing random numbers out enjoy it. Here we go. Deputy Chairman of the Takeover Appeal Board, John Mummery. Sir John Mummery. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a very generous man, actually. He offered to pay for several members of his family. No, my family. No, his family. Oh, OK. <laughs> Whose family was it? Did you share a family? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to work in my toffee-making company for nothing. Uh, all right. I'm so grateful. Sweet, sweet, the mummeries you gave to me. Because wow, it was his family. Blimey, it took yeah. a while, didn't it? It did. It took a while to get there. It took a while. <laughs> um, Charlie, Sir John Mummery. If I hadn't lost the will to live before, I had by the <laughs> end of that. <laughs> what do you think? Go on, go for it, Sir John. I'm coming to Norwich to heckle you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Norwich, Promise Saturday you. night. What a lovely idea. Yeah. Yeah. Tickets still available. Um, I'm going to say he is 85. That's a good guess. Um, I'll go 79. He's 85. Oh, See? It goes back to naught, doesn't it? Not sure. Okay. So what's the scores, no. Jeff? It's Paul 57, Charlie 78. Oh, okay. Well, so okay. It's, still, it's still a it's game, not. Don't. Don't pat 
patronise me, Paul. Next, Goodness sake. Next birthday, You're not going to be 21 out, are you, on the, the next the one? The clock's ticking. Good. Alien, in, 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 next Good. one. OK, it's the flautist. We all Susan... die in the end. <laughs> yeah, OK. Yeah. Flautist what? <laughs> Susan Milan. Susan Milan, yeah. flautist. Flautist. I love to hear the flute being played, but for some reason, Susan's playing tone leaves me cold. I've just never been into Milan. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's very, very nice. good. That's very nice. Um, she has to plug it in sometimes. This could be anything. This is your way back in, because I've got... Susan yeah. Milan could be anything, couldn't she? She's a bit cold. She's always got the air con on. Um, AC Milan. Yeah, that, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that's, good. that's good. That's good. I'll write that one. Oh, he's happy. He's cheered up now. He's been funny. <laughs> um, More like that. Norwich, Saturday night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go 59 and give you a way in. 59. Well, I don't think she's 80. Okay, well, she could be. She might be. We've got another one after this. Why so not? Have we? No, yeah. this is it. This is, oh, yes, number 10. Sorry. This yeah. is it. I'm going to go 59. I've given you a way in there. I've made this a game. 81. 76. Ooh. It's close now. Close, wasn't it? it? Very yeah. close. So, Jeff, uh, what was the final score? It finished 74 to Paul, 83 to Charlie, so it's 15 all. There we are, 15, very good. Hello, I'm... 52, 32. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. There we That's are. What, it what a great show. Today. Lovely show, Paul. It was fun. I did enjoy it, Charlie. Uh, you're back on Saturday with Max. Saturday morning with Max. Russian, uh, 10 to 1. It's okay. An, uh, international breaks. So Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, we look forward to that. Uh, I'm back tomorrow with... Uh, with Andy so I do hope you can join us then cricket will be live during the show now Andy what he's like when England are playing cricket uh, <laughs> during the show so he'll be watching it with his mouth open And uh, but we'll have some clips of the week for you as well and lots more besides do hope you can join us if not the podcast will be available at around four you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.